What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Hello there, love, and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Halloween. It's Tuesday, October the 31st, the year of the Lord, 2023. Woo-woo! That's me trying to be spooky. Did I, did, did I scare you a little bit there, uh, Keith Spence? What about you, Pam Sheffield? Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Okay. Ugh, I'm... I think I scared my dog as she just uh, walked out of the out of my studio. Okay, hey, uh, today is uh, Tuesday, October thirty first in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. I hate what I did yesterday. Uh, you know, this is my little common thing at the very beginning of the show where I tell you what episode number it is. I got the episode number wrong yesterday. Today is episode 959 of the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. I said that yesterday and I was wrong. Uh, yesterday was actually episode 958. But today is episode 959 of the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, uh, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. While they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, I'm telling you, do we have another great show for you today and uh, kind of a neat show. I think you're going to like this, uh, a l- little bit of a different feel to it, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, joining me though, in less than 20 minutes on our Spence automotive guest line, he's a regular, uh, regular Tuesday guest. He's a news editor of the Carteret County news times, of Carolina coast He's also our NBA and hoops expert. It's our good friend, Richard Clark. Man, while we were sleeping last night, and I was up kind of late last night, this happened after I went to sleep at about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, a blockbuster NBA trade uh, took place overnight involving uh, James Harden. And, uh, man, it is a, it's an impressive trade. And how about this? Couldn't pick a better day for it to happen, as we'll have uh, Richard Clark on here to uh, talk about it, to help us break it down. Very excited about that. I know that he is working on that right now. Uh, he is uh, an- doing all his analysis, getting everything worked out. Can't wait to talk to him uh, about that. But uh, James Harden, finally, the squeaky, uh, what is it? How's that saying go? The squeaky wheel gets the oil. That, is that right? Spence, did I get that right? Mr. Clemens, did I get that right? The, the squeaky, is it the squeaky Nut gets the oil. I, I don't remember squeaky wheel. Anyway, anyway, James Harden, uh, who I got to tell you, well, I'll, I'll share all my thoughts on that when we get uh, rich up here on the line with us, because I got to tell you, I was kind of hoping they would hold on to him just to spite him. In fact, now they've sent him to uh, a Clippers team where, yeah, they gutted a lot of the Clippers. And like I said, we'll break down this trade when we have uh, rich on the line with us in about 15 minutes or so. But they really they they gutted the set, they gutted the Clippers. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, I'm I'm uh, I mean I I guess I'm happy for him. 
I'm glad that James Harden's going to be out of the Eastern Conference now. I think it's going to make it easier for the uh, for my Celtics to uh, make a run now. But I don't know, man. It just this day and age of uh, NBA players and them running the league. We'll we'll be talking, like I said, to Richard Clark about that here in about uh, 15 minutes. A lot of other things going on too. <coughs> we'll get some NFL talk from him. Uh, his Dallas Cowboys seem to be to seem to have righted their ship. Uh, we may even get some ECU talk out of him, but mostly he is our NBA and hoops expert. So looking forward to talking to him about that. Okay. Uh, but it is Halloween. Woo. Woo. Are you scared? <laughs> We've got a special treat for you. Uh, making her show debut. And I've got to admit, I'll be meeting her for the very first time myself is Melissa Wynn. She's a ghost hunter and a paranormal expert. I cannot wait to pick her brain today. Uh, she's going to be bringing along a fellow ghost hunter. She just uh, texted me, in fact, and told me uh, the person's name is Tracy, who will be uh, joining her today. So excited about that. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, Squeaky Wheel gets the grease. There you go. I don't know what. I said oil. God, it's early still, and I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clemens for, uh, giving me that, uh, but Tracy Taylor will be joining, uh, Melissa Wynn this morning and they're going to talk about hunting ghosts, uh, how they got into it. I got to thank, uh, my good friend, uh, John Dawson, uh, who, uh, hooked me up with, uh, with this guest. Uh, I- I'm excited, man, uh, to, uh, talk to Melissa and Tracy, uh, here on Halloween, woo, woo, it's going to be lots of fun. Uh, Mr. Clemens, are you scared with me going, woo, <laughs> you probably should be. Hey, he wants me to make a point and it was next here on my list, but again, Hey, uh, thank you again. Like I said, uh, we're going to have, uh, Richard Clark, Melissa Wynn and Tracy Taylor joining me uh, here on the show today. It's going to be a really fun show here on Halloween. Okay. World series game three took place last night. As it moved to Phoenix between our our Texas Rangers and the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, Texas comes away with a three to one win last night and uh, takes a two to one lead in the World Series. Uh, man, I, I got to mention this. I mean, I, I need to mention uh, our guests the rest of the week too. I, I do a pretty poor job of that, and I got to do better with that. So you'll know who's coming up later on the week. But man, very excited tomorrow on our first hour, of course. We'll have Michael Martin on, our regular Wednesday guest. We'll talk about everything. But in our second hour, we will have John Clemens on from uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. He spent the weekend in Arlington, Texas, uh, watching the World Series. So uh, we're going to pick his brain about that. Heck, we'll slide some Down East Wood Ducks talking there, too. But uh, pretty neat that uh, uh, pretty neat that he... Uh, I got to spend the weekend in uh, Arlington, Texas, watching the World Series. So uh, very excited to talk to him about that, like I said. But that'll be on tomorrow's show. Then on Thursday's show, another first-time guest. Well, we'll have uh, Anna Catherine Creech. She is from the Free Press. She uh, is a writer for the pre for the Free Press for the Pre Press. Uh, anyway, I tried to tell you guys it's early this morning. Uh, and then Jason Bryant in our second hour. And then uh, on Friday, very excited about this. Paul Whittington, of course, in our first hour, our regular Friday guest. But we begin uh, TGIF with IP. Uh, it's uh, Isaac Parson. We signed it, or we haven't signed it, but we've agreed to an NIL, a name image likeness agreement. Remember how we did uh, Tuesdays with Trez last year? 
Well, this year it's TGIF with IP every Friday here, starting starting this Friday all the way through the end of uh, college basketball season with Isaac Parson, former Kinston point guard, and he is uh, also uh, preseason CIAA first team, uh, just an amazing point guard that plays for them. Uh, very excited. We'll have him right here on the show, like I said, uh, every Friday. TGIF with IP, and I will tell you this, uh, we are looking for sponsors for that. Uh, do not have a sponsor yet for that. So if you would like to sponsor TGIF with IP, then uh, get up with me and I will, uh, I will, uh, we, we will talk about it. Okay. Very affordable. And to be a part of something like this, it's going to be very well listened to just like last year. Uh, Tuesdays with Trez was just one of our best segments every single Tuesday. Very well listened to. Uh, so if you'd like, again, you would like to sponsor TGIF with IP every Friday. Just get up with me, and uh, I will hook you up. Hey, also on Friday, uh, we'll have Matt Beeman on as uh, he will be the head coach of our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. Uh, trying to arrange uh, to uh, uh, hopefully we'll have uh, Diesel and Jay Wilson also. And if we don't have them on the big show here, we will definitely have them on uh, the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show, which will begin at five o'clock on Friday live from Rocky Mount as uh Rendell Parrot Academy takes on Rocky Mount Faith in the first round of the NCIS AA eight man football playoff. So there you go. How about not just today, I got you caught up on who all you're gonna hear here on the show for the rest of the week too, man. We've already let me tell you something. We're already booking for next week too, man. And that, that's one of the cool things about the show is uh, everybody wants to be a part of it. It's, it's kind of neat. And hey, let me tell you about Lenore Community College. For more than 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission <clears throat> is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campus, uh, campuses either here in Kinston, uh, over in Snow Hill, or over in Trenton. Uh, let me see. Mr. Clemens is sending me. Uh, oh, yeah. It's squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, where did I get oil from? That's crazy. Ah. <sighs> And uh, time for the daily shot at Carolina, which I enjoy, by the way. But he said he heard Mac Brown is dress, dressing up like a head football coach for Halloween today. <laughs> oh, those were his ha-has. So uh, there you go. That's pretty funny. <sighs> uh, Keith Spence, you know I got to mention it, man. We had a big, uh, a uh, a big fantasy football matchup uh, this weekend. I trailed the entire time. Miraculously came back and won that last night. I don't even know how, and I mean that in all sincerity, man. You talk about somebody having a tough season. It's poor Keith Spence, who's played well. He has a pretty good team and just can't get a win. And uh, I hate to be that I was one. Well, I don't hate it. Uh, <laughs> I I am sorry, Spence, but I but uh, man, it was a good game. It was a very very good game. Uh, last night, but uh, I came up with a win there. Hey, uh, listen, uh, didn't tell you about LCC volleyball yesterday. I was going through my post game notes after the show, and I realized I looked right over it, and I hate that because uh, LCC volleyball they wrapped up 
their uh, their season, uh, their postseason and everything. They are done with the 2023 season this past Friday. They lost in the second round of the Region 10 playoffs to Cape Fear Community College. Uh, uh, three, they lost in three sets, but, man, what an amazing season for them uh, as they finished 13-12 and 12 overall. Uh, congratulations to Shelly Barnes, to David Barnes uh, for, uh, for a great season. And, again, uh, the fact that they did it over the last, I don't even know, over the last three weeks, four weeks with only six or seven players. I know Linda, went and, Linda and I uh, went and saw them, uh, well, before we saw them on their senior night or sophomore night or uh, pink night, I guess is what it was called. Uh, we'd seen them three or four weeks before that, and they only had seven players at that point. So uh, to do what they did this year is just amazing. A uh, I got to tell you, a very good base, and I, I've got to absolutely say this to Lee Avery, uh, the head uh, volleyball coach, now at Arundel Parent Academy, just did a really, really good job get us making a good base there. Then the Barnes uh, took it over and took it to the next level, but a uh, 13-12 and 12 season for LCC Volleyball this year. Congratulations to the Lancers. Congratulations to, uh, like I said, to Shelly and David Barnes, who, uh, man, just put a new culture in there and uh, just – uh, like I said, took it to the next level, and uh, I think they're, they've got some really good recruits coming in this year or uh, for the 24 season, and there's no reason to think they won't take that to the next level next year too. So uh, congratulations again. That'll be our, our final wrap for LCC. Like I said, 13-12 and 12 this season. Congratulations to them. Again, uh, Texas Rangers, they won last night, Game 3 of the World Series, 3-1 to one in Phoenix. They play game four today at 8 o'clock, and you will be able to watch that on Fox Eastern Carolina. That is going to be a, uh, a very good game tonight, uh, man. And I, if you had told me, and I know I said this uh, last week when the World Series was set, but I just, I'll go back to it again. I wish I had been wise enough to look into the future and see that it was going to be Texas and Arizona in the uh, World Series because I cannot even imagine. You know, you listen to Bet on the Boy here on 960 AM. I can't even imagine what kind of money I could have made if I had predicted those two teams. And then uh, even if I had gone in in the very beginning and said, hey, you know, Texas to win the World Series, which, I mean, they're in the lead for right now. They're up two games to one. That would have been amazing too. And I can't even imagine the money that uh, that I could have made doing that or anybody could have made who made that bet. And I'm sure somebody somebody somewhere, whether it was in Vegas or one of these places had to have done that and, uh, again, had to have made some pretty good cha-ching there. Okay. Uh, why don't we, uh, real quick, uh, high school football, uh, it has been – it's been a season. I don't know if I'm going to say it's not been a great season. It's been it's been a season. Uh, I can tell you, for our three uh, public school teams in Lenora County, uh, the worst season in a long, long time for them. North, North, South, North doesn't make don't make the playoffs this year, and uh, Kinston barely makes it. Uh, they're the 32 seed. Uh, well, let's give you the scores from last week. Uh, we talked about Kinston beating North Lenora yesterday a lot. Uh, the Vikings beat the Hawks 66 to 42. It is up now. I've not posted it on Facebook or on Twitter yet, but if you go to brianhanks.com, if you go to our SoundCloud feed, I've got the, uh, pregame, uh, in fact, in one file, uh, you can tell I forgot to, uh, cut off, uh, the pregame and it goes straight into the game all the way through halftime. So the first, uh, the first thing you can listen to, but you can fast forward through it. You can scrub through it and uh, catch up to where you would like to get to, uh, but, uh, 
It's Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show with myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, Paul Whittington. Uh, Jason Bryant joined us at the beginning of it on the phone. Keith Spence joined us on it too. And then the game starts with all those people. And Jay Wilson, head football coach from uh, Green Central, he helped us. Uh, pro- he helped provide color analysis for the game I had. I got to tell you, man, and I've said it before, I love it. Had Jimmy Smith on one side of me, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith on one side of me. Had uh, our good friend uh, Jay Wilson on the other side of me. And then uh, to see a game I had 96 points scored in the first half, it was pretty exciting. But you can listen to the game yourself. Go to uh, soundcloud.com. Search uh, Brian Hanks, or uh, even better than that, uh, go to uh, my web or a website maintained by our good friend John Dawson. Go to brianhanks.com, and uh, you can listen to the game right there uh, in all its glory. And then the, the second file is the second half. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, not so much happened in the second half. Only uh, when we had 96 points scored in the first half, only uh, two po- or uh, only 12 points scored in the second half so uh still please listen to it i think you'll get a kick out of it but uh that was the first game from friday night our other games friday night parrot academy lost to rocky mount faith 46 to 22 however that was without jalen solomon uh, their best player on both sides of the ball he will be in action this friday you heard uh, uh coach beeman tell us if it had been a playoff game this past friday he would have been playing and i think that's going to make a big difference this coming friday too uh, Bethel completed their regular season 28 to six, uh, with a loss at Wilson community Christian, uh, Aiden Grifton, uh, finished their season at three and seven overall. Oh, and six in the Eastern Plains two a with a 34 to 14 loss to the Pam pack of Washington. And then Jones senior, just a tough, tough season. The Trojans had over there. They lose to Chocolate Southside 41 to nothing that wrapped up their season. So this week's playoff games, we've actually got three teams that are in the playoff and, uh, Two of the games, uh, they'll be uh, underdogs, and I I don't know why. I guess Parrot Academy will go in as underdogs in their playoff game on Friday, and that is our Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week. Uh, the fifth-seeded Parrot Academy Patriots, they are 5-4 and four overall. They will be traveling to Rocky Mount to take on again for the second week in a row, the Rocky Mount Faith Christian. I believe they are the Eagles. Uh, obviously they played last week, but this will be the ninth match of the team since 2017. How crazy is that? Nine times in, uh, seven seasons that they've played each other. Uh, the Patriots lead that overall series six to three. Now this is not going to be the first time, obviously that they've played in the playoffs. They played each other in 2018 and 2019 period. Academy won the 2019 matchup. Uh, and this will be sort of the rubber match of, uh, playoff games with, uh, Parrot Academy and Rocky Mount faith. Uh, again, that'll be our Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. Uh, the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show will begin at 5 o'clock, and then we'll have uh, Parrot and Rocky Mountain Face kicking off at 7 o'clock. So that'll be a lot of fun this coming Friday night. Uh, hopefully they'll win that, make it to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, Kenston is at Clinton. Uh, Kenston made it to the state playoffs there, the 32 seed going into number one Clinton. Uh, that game will be at 7 o'clock. And uh, Jason Bryant will be live from there, so he'll be giving us uh, game updates from Clinton uh, for uh, Clinton, uh, Kenston, and then uh, Green Central. You heard Jay Wilson yesterday talk a little bit about it. Uh, they travel to Wallace Rose Hill, the Rams do. 
Uh, Green Central's four and six. Wallace Rose Hill is seven and three. It'll be the first ever meeting between the Rams and the Bulldogs, which kind of surprises me a little bit. You'd think through all the years that, uh, and they've pretty much been the same classification for a lot of that, that they would have met each other. But nope, this will be the very first matchup. But that's our only three playoff games from our neck of the woods. Uh, Parrot Academy at Rocky Mount Faith, Kinston at Clinton, and then Green Central at Wallace Rose Hill. So that'll be that will be uh, a fun night Friday night. Hey, uh, hometown hero update, uh, Brandon Ingram. And, well, not necessarily Brandon because he didn't play last night, but the New Orleans Pelicans, they lost their first game of the season. They fell to 2-1 and one last night uh, at home to Golden State, uh, 130-102. to 102. Brandon did not play due to knee soreness. Uh, so uh, I hope he feels better because, man, they have got a busy week this week, the Pelicans do. Uh, again, uh, they played last night. Then they turn around. They play Wednesday at OKC. Uh, that game will be on ESPN at 7:30. They play at home Thursday versus Detroit, and then Saturday at home versus Atlanta. Reggie and uh, the Houston Rockets. Uh, they lost both of their games over the weekend to fall to 0 and 3. He didn't score in either one of them. He contributed a rebound in uh, Sunday night's loss and three rebounds in uh, their losses at San Antonio on Friday. Uh, their week not as busy as Brandon and the Pelicans as they'll play at home Wednesday versus Charlotte, and then they're at home Saturday against Sacramento. So uh, there you go. There's your hometown hero update. And joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, perfect little segue here to go from our hometown hero update in the NBA to uh, our uh, NBA hoops expert, uh, Richard Clark from Carteret County News, Times, Carolina Coast Online.com, joining us right here on the Brian Hank Show this morning. And before we get into this blockbuster trading, I told everybody uh, once you and I have been messaging each other, I know you've been you've been just breaking it down, and you're going to have this great analysis for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I was hoping I was going to be a hero, but I'm just somebody on the radio. So. No, dude, you're my hero, man. You're an NBA hero. Well, I got to tell you, dude, I, I, this is you know as I was uh, doing pregame uh, pre pregame pre show prep. And was looking at, uh, you know, one of the things you and I had talked about, and let, I mean, let's go back to Brandon before we jump into this uh, trade, is, uh, you know, we need all three of them to play together, Brandon and Zion and uh, McCollum. And, dude, the first game without Brandon last night, what happens? Uh, the Pelicans lose by 28 to uh, Golden State. I don't know. They've got a busy week, like I was saying, as I was bringing you up there, Rich. And I mean, four games in six days for the Pelicans this week. Do you think maybe they were just what? What is it the term that they use uh, when they're we're saving these players? But do you think it was that? Do you think there's legitimate injury here? What What are you what, again with someone with their ear to the ground as much as it is for uh, the NBA? Uh, what do you think this was was with Brandon last night? Well, honestly, I don't have a good answer because I didn't realize he was sitting out until the game started. Yeah. So, you know, and if this was anybody else, I would just assume it was a low workload management thing. Early, early in the season, let's not get it back-to-back, you know, that kind of thing. But given the history, I, I don't know. Um, you know, you kind of got to think twice about it since there's a there's a pretty spotty history on injuries and so forth and with Brandon at this point. I know, but I know. you know they didn't. They didn't. They didn't look great, but I don't think they're in that bad of shape. I think they just ran into one of Steph's nights, you know. And there's not a whole lot anybody can do about that because he was pretty hot early on. 
Well, uh, he's had a great start to the season. That's for sure. Uh, he yeah, has had a, uh, uh, yeah, he looks good. He really does look good right now. Uh, he, he definitely does. Uh, again, was a player of the game uh, the other night. In that he had, what, 27, 27 points, seven rebounds, three assists. And uh, I, I tell you what, when you get he and Zion and McCollum on the floor at the same time, what was the number you gave us last week? And I, I, I was going to try to recreate it, but I couldn't remember. But it was less than four games they've ever played yeah, together. Yeah, like 172 like minutes or something like that. And all their time, that's all they've had together. So, yeah, it's, it's a real thing, them not being able to play together um, and get on the same page. And, and the, part of the problem is that, you know, while – Brandon is probably, um, it, let's just say it like this. If you were a new teammate coming in, he probably takes some getting used to because of the way he plays. But there's a lot of guys that play like him. Zion is literally a one-of-one. One. Yeah. So it kind of, it really is difficult if you're not putting in the time and getting the reps with each other. So that's what I've been worried about with his team since last year. And it still seems to hold true, honestly. Yeah. Well, uh, again, uh, we did, you know, we did your, uh, ceiling floor. You felt pretty confident with them as much as I did too, with uh, talking about the Pelicans that if you can keep those three together, it's They're going to have a good season. I mean, I, 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 dude, my ceiling was 50 wins. I really think they could win as much as 50. You were a little uh, more conservative than I was, but still I mean, a solid playoff team. If all three of them are playing together, right? Absolutely, and I, and I think they'll be okay. Um, they really they kind of got the same problem they've had. Um, and I was watching the Kings play the other night, um, and I, against the Lakers, and I was one thinking out loud to myself, "Wouldn't Davion Mitchell be perfect for this team for the Pelicans? Because they need somebody that can run around with the smaller guards in the league and put some pressure on the ball handler and that sort of thing." Um, and they don't necessarily need a shooter. Uh, I think he'd be great on this team. I think maybe they are move away because uh, they got way too much depth at the wing. You know, that six, six, seven, yeah. six, eight type guy. They got like five of them, uh, and they can play. You know, Dyson Daniels doesn't even see the floor that much. Well, tell me so about I'm that. Wondering if, For, you got to remember, dude, we're not as all well-versed in NBA speak as you are. Yeah, or, I'm sorry. Or, no, 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 no. But Davion Mitchell, I got to admit, not familiar with his game. Who does he play for? Now? And you know what? He, he, I totally forgot. Show prep. I forgot to put together. We'll do that next week. We've got so much to talk about this trade and everything else. Next week will be, I'll do the Barkley game with you. Uh, where So you need oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, get boned up on your uh, – uh, who plays for who, because we'll do that next week and, uh, we'll, we'll see how well you do. And I'm sorry, I, I meant to do that, but I got so caught up in looking at this trade. I forgot about it, but we'll do that next week. But tell us about Davion Mitchell. Well, Davion Mitchell plays for the Kings. He used to play with Baylor when they had that run to the final four. He was probably their best player, or at least their second best player. Uh, he's a six foot one guard, you know, they can defend. And I think that's what the Pelicans are lacking right now. Uh, somebody that can settle them down and get them into something and put some ball pressure because their defense is atrocious. You know, between Zion and Brandon and McCallum, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a little bit defensively challenged with that team. Yeah. Well, uh, well, good. Hey, if Richard Clark says that's who they need to pick up, that's who they need to pick up. I like it. Uh, let's look at. <laughs> by the way, did you notice uh, what is different about Reggie uh, Bullock's jersey this year? Have you noticed? 
I have not. He's Bullock Jr. now. Oh, that's right. That's right. We did I, talk about that. I just said, was that a, did we talk about Did we talk about that here on the show last week? No, we, we okay. were texting it. Back okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I get mixed up because you and I text each other pretty much daily, and I forget, did we talk about this on the air or was it in one of our text messages? But, yeah, dude, Bullock Jr., which, which I was getting, you know, I'm, Dude, I've got every jersey for every team that he's played for. Here as I got, you should. As I should. And here, I, now i got to go get another, which I was going to anyway with him now being a Rockets player. But that's going to be kind of neat seeing Bullock Jr. on the back of it. Yeah, that, that team is going to be fun to watch. Um, <laughs> you know, as, as our guys have that category of league pass teams, uh, the Rockets are kind of fun to watch. They're, they're actually two teams in one, which is fun. They got some veterans with Dylan Brooks and Reggie, Fred Van Fleet, guys like that. But then they had this, they could really throw out an under 21 team if they wanted to. Cause they got about six guys that are, that are under 22 years old. So, wow. Well, it's, it's an interesting team to watch. They may be, you, you know, the, go ahead. At, at the end of the day, the young guys make some bonehead mistakes. They just do. It's what the league is. It's what all the leagues are. You know what I mean? So, it kind of is what it is. Well, they may be fun to watch. That's what I was going to say, but uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of dubs there. I mean, they have just, goodness gracious, they've been blown out of the water uh, a few. Uh, they're 0-3 they're right now, and they've not had a close game yet. No, it, it's going to be, they. you know, Van Fleet's old, so that they can't rely on him, and they, they need, the coaching will take hold at some point. I suspect he'll start benching guys at some point when they don't do what he wants because is a real coach. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tell everybody coach. about E-May. their coach. Yeah. Yeah, Emei Doka was the former Celtics coach that took them to the finals. They got in a little hot water with having an affair with a woman in the front office in Boston, so they had to let him go. Well, he resurfaced in Houston, um, and he already nixed the who we're getting ready to talk about deal, the James Harden deal. Because by all accounts, that deal was done with Harden going back to Houston. And then E-May went there and <laughs> apparently didn't want him. <laughs> wow. Well, I tell you what, uh, we, we've teased long enough here. Uh, one of those, uh, I was saying in my monologue, dude, I was up until, uh, I don't know, one one thirty this morning, couldn't get to sleep. And uh, so this trade happened after I uh, went to bed last night, or after I after I fell asleep, at least, dude. And uh, there's nothing like waking up, you know. And I, my my common thing every morning, Rich, is you know I'll go to uh, ESPN.com and you know just see what the big stories are, and to see something like that. Like I said, after I went to bed about one thirty, this trade happened. I guess what around two thirty, three o'clock, something like that. Yeah, it it was pretty early in the morning. Uh... You know, I didn't know about it till you sent it to me because I didn't oh, see it wow. on my feed. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to have to call ESPN and ask them <laughs> what's going on with my notification. Well, I tell you what, man. Uh, I'll. How about I just read straight from the thing here, and I, I cannot wait for your analysis. But uh, the L.A. Clippers, and I'm reading this straight from uh, Adrian Wojna. How do you say it? Woj. I'm just going to say Woj. Yeah, okay. just call him Woj. <laughs> there you go. For a senior NBA insider for ESPN, but overnight. And, dude, he filed this report at 2.04 a.m., dude. How about that? But the Clippers You, you got to love it. Uh, you got to love it, man. But the Clippers acquired 10-time All-Star guard James Harden in a blockbuster trade with the Philadelphia 76ers on Monday night. Uh, the 76ers how, sent Harden, 
PJ Tucker and uh, Philip Petrusev. Is that how you say his name? Yes. Yes. Okay. Four. Marcus Morris. Sorry. Robert Covington. Nick Batum. Who, by the way, how many teams has Nick Batum played for now? Uh, yeah, how's he still in the league? How? It, but dude, he's been productive though. You remember last uh, year? I know. I know, dude. Anyway, uh, KJ Martin. I'm not familiar with him. A 2028 unprotected first round pick. Uh, two second round picks, a 2029 pick swap and an additional first round pick. That'll be routed from a third team. Uh, and it says the Clippers and a third team were still finalizing those details. Did not mention who it is. And then even locally here, the Sixers are waving veteran guard, Danny green to create the roster space. Dude. I didn't even know Danny. Did you know Danny green was still in the league? I did. He was, I saw him playing the other day. Wow. Well, you got to think. Good for him, you know. Oh, oh, dude, absolutely, man. But uh, you got to think he's going to be picked up somewhere. Okay. Here's where, uh, first off, dude, I got to tell you, like I said, man, I was just shocked by the trade in the first place. And uh, Harden had already said he was not playing for Philadelphia. Is that basically what forced their hand? I mean, that they realized, listen, this wasn't just some uh some little baseless uh what baseless threat that he was serious he was not going to play for the 76ers and they is that what made them have to move him i think that was the bulk of the whole deal i think he was going to be such a toxic thing plus honestly i think some of it was how how fast tyrese maxi came out the gate it gave him a little confidence that they could at least plug maxi into play some of those extra minutes um, cause Harden had turned, it had turned toxic. I mean, what are you going to do when the, you basically called your boss a liar on, on air, basically. Um, you know, who can do that? So, uh, okay, can, can I answer that? Richard Clark can do yeah. that because, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have said yeah, that? I don't you get this is an old boss. Let me say this. This is an old boss that, uh, Rich and I had, and basically, I don't know if it was a boss per se, as much as it was a company that we worked for, but, uh, my good friend, Richard Clark was, uh, was never hesitant to, uh, call out BS when he saw it. And, uh, uh I'm assuming you're still the same way, right? Well, I am, but you know, I'm, I'm not in the corporate <laughs> world anymore. That, that is frowned upon in corporate speak. You know, that <laughs> it totally is uh, but, you're but, just supposed to sit there and say, Oh, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> but what I, but seriously, I had to, uh, I had to, all I did was just answer your question there, dude. You said who would do that? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, pot, hard, hard, yeah. pot meat kettle. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe that's how I got traded to the Carteret news times for a bag of sourdough chips or something. <laughs> dude, I like sourdough chips, man. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're getting off task there, dude. So, uh, Harden had pretty much forced the 76ers hand. And when you call, like you said, when you call your boss, a, a liar and, uh, one, uh, several times, not just once on top of all that. And I've got to give credit here where I heard it was on, you know, we always listen to you and I both listen to Bill Simmons podcast, big, big, big fans of it. And I guess he, uh, had mentioned that, uh, that, uh, oh my gosh, why am I blitzing on uh, Maury, Daryl Maury, that, Darryl uh, Maury, yeah. yeah, that, uh, someone had asked Daryl Maury, well, have you talked to, uh, James Harden? He said, yeah, I got a text from him and, uh, can't even say, or we can't say because we're, we're not a podcast. We're, uh, regulated by the FCC, uh, Richard. But uh, basically, he said uh, a bad word in you to uh, Daryl Moore and said that was a complete text message. Yeah, isn't that something? 
But, you know, I don't know. I will say this. James is a, is a pain. Let's be realistic. James Harden. Um, but he typically hasn't been this, let's say, outspoken, uh, at least publicly. You know, he's usually kind of just done his thing behind the scenes, you know, to get traded or whatever the case may be. So it does make me wonder if there was some nod, nod, wink, wink kind of thing, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. Because he certainly acts like that. Um, You know, and if he did, that's his fault. Well, and I'm with you on this one here, Rich, uh, that there must have been something because he wouldn't have been like that. Exactly, exactly. And again, I don't think it was uh, a handshake deal or definitely nothing was put down on paper about it because you know the, the NBA PA would be all over it. But oh, I think absolutely. it was maybe, you know, at one of those uh, off-season gatherings maybe that they were both at and, you know, uh, Harden talks to Maury and says, hey, uh, I'd like this to happen. And uh, and then it doesn't happen I, because he, he's usually not. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Harden's not afraid to ask for a trade, is he? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. He, he's, he's a torpedoed three teams at this point. Good so, you know, you kind of got to do what you got to do. Well, let's uh, and, and look. Let me let me defend Harden here, and I and I, you know, I don't really want to do this, but much like you know, we always hear this stuff about millennials and all. Oh, they don't want to do this, and they don't want to do that. Well, the millennials are like that because they've seen how corporations and businesses treated the Gen X, which is their parents, as me and you. Yeah. Right. Well, Harden's very first, you know, his first two years in the league, he gets traded out of the blue for you know, nothing after being told he was part of this franchise moving forward in Oklahoma City. So the point being, he's had a pretty bad taste in his mouth from the beginning. So you kind of go, okay, well, I can kind of see it. You know what I mean? I do. I do. And then, but see, just the way he melts down in the playoffs and when he yes, has. Now there's, your, there's your bigger problem. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's let's pivot over to uh, to the Clippers and what this means for the Clippers. I mean, goodness gracious, dude. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James right. Harden. Dude, and hey, you know who my favorite player in the NBA is. We've we, I've never made it right now. Anyway, currently, I love me some Russell Westbrook. Dude, that's, uh, that's not a bad little team, dude. No, and and – you know, the question becomes, can they play together? Um, I think Harden can because he's proven that he can be a high-level point guard on a on a team that's good. When he, he did that when he first went to Brooklyn, you know, he was playing all-star level point guard in Brooklyn before all that went sideways. <laughs> um, so he led the league in assists, man. Yeah. And, and it ain't going like he won't average in 20 at the same time. So – you know, we, we can sit here and bash him for being who he is, you know, publicly at strip clubs or whatever. But from a basketball standpoint, he can play. The big problem is what you just point alluded to was the, the meltdowns in the playoffs. That's the one that, you know, at this point, it's a trend. It's not just an anomaly. So I, I don't know. And maybe you put all those guys together, they can get enough to get through the playoffs if they stay healthy. Because they do have some talent. Well, let me see. Let me pull out my uh, – oh, shoot, I thought I had it right here. Doggone it. Yes, here it is. Uh, your ceiling floor that you did for uh, the uh, L.A. Clippers was 
uh, a ceiling of 47 and a floor of 40. And that's before, obviously, before this trade happened. Does this? How much does this improve, if at all, does it improve uh, the L.A. Clippers, dude? I think it just does a little bit because, you know, make no mistake, in the regular season, James Harden's been good. Yeah. I mean, from wherever he's been, he's been good. And what they need in, in L.A., the Clippers, is someone that can pass. I mean, they got Kawhi, they got Paul George, as you have said, and they got your boy Russell Westbrook. Well, all <laughs> those are shooters. Those are shooters, if there ever was one. So they really need somebody to distribute the ball, and Harden can do that. Say what you want, but he can settle an offense down. Well, I'm telling you, uh, I uh, I love Russell. I'm not Orton. gonna lie. I watched the first game. Okay. Oh, I you did. That first game when they, yeah, absolutely. When they when he gets there and they starts playing, I will watch the first game. I, you kind of have to. Well, let me ask you this, dude. Uh, we say all that, and that is a very perimeter-based team. It looks like the Clippers are going to be. So for uh, poops and giggles, I, I'm over on their uh, team page right now to see who their four or who their centers and their power forwards are, dude. And when you see Mason Plumley, and nothing against, uh, and I know I'm going to have my Duke people all over me, but dude, Mason Plumley is somebody you're counting on. A uh, Zubots is that how you say his name? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zubots is uh, one of the guys. Let's see. Uh, I guess Petrusev. I. Dude, please forgive me, dude. I had never heard of him before uh, this trade was. <laughs> That'd be one you could get me on, dude, if you just said beforehand, hey, who does Petrus have play for? I would have been like, I don't even know what position that who is. Who that is. That's right. <laughs> dude, and then P.J. Tucker. But, dude, P.J. Tucker is as old as you and I are, man. I mean, oh, this is PJ, their. He'll be getting his social security checks, man. <laughs> there you go. But, dude, this is their front court, very perimeter-based. Dude, don't you need that? I mean, I'm not saying that you got to have a all-star rock star in your front court, but dude, you got to have better than Plumley and Zubots and PJ Tucker, don't you? No. Okay, talk to me. I mean, well, because here, here you got to look at it like this: um, how who? It's much like good quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Who's who's a good center right now? There's oh, Embiid, uh, the MVP. Yeah. There's Joker, who's the best player in the league. And then what? Damn. See? No, 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 so, no, dude. You, it, it, I should be able to just off the top of my head peel off four or five players, and guess what, dude? You can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, there just there just aren't any. So unless you know for certain you're going to have to deal with one of those guys, you're okay because nobody else has really got one. Now, I will say this. You know, we, we went through this period in the NBA where everybody's like, oh, it's getting small ball, small ball, shoot three. Yeah, but the big teams are winning right now. You know, the Lakers are a big team. The Nuggets are a big team. The Bucks are a big team. Go look at the size of their front court on those teams. The, the Nuggets just won NBA championship, go 6'10", 6'10", 7'1". Yeah. And, and Murray's, what, 7'5"? Oh, dude, you're going to love this, dude. Check this out. I looked it up just I, – all I, I Googled top centers in NBA 2023. Dude, of course, Jokic won, uh, Embiid two. Let me just go down. This is – whoever put this list together, let me give credit here. Uh, uh, Stephen No, are you familiar? Have you ever read him before? Stephen No from the Sporting, from the sporting News. But uh, Jokic oh. won, Embiid two, Anthony Davis three. See, and he ain't even want to be a center. Dude. I mean, that's the problem the Lakers got is that 
he's the best option at center, but he didn't want to do it. Good Lord. Bam so, Adebayo for uh, Eastern North Carolina's own uh, Bam from the Heat. I don't know if I'd have put him forward, dog. And, and Bam's a, really a power forward. Yeah. Uh, Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis from the Kings. Dude, I would not have. That's a, <clears throat> I, I'm familiar with the name, but I definitely wouldn't have said wouldn't have said he's top five. How about this for six, dude? Chris Stapps Porzingis. See, and and Sabonis Davis and Porzingis are really stretch fours. Yeah, they like to shoot threes. See, <sighs> the, so the game has changed a little bit. Now that being said, I think the size is coming back. The Bucks start Brook Lopez, Giannis. And, you know, what, whoever else they throw in the mix there, usually Bobby Portis or Middleton. Well, that's 7-1, call Giannis 6-10 yeah. if you want, but he plays bigger than that. And then if they put Bobby Portis, that's 6-9. The Lakers go Anthony Davis. They typically play another big when he's out there sometimes. And then LeBron. And then Torian Prince, who's 6-9. So these big, the big teams are starting to come back a little bit. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because the Warriors are really small when they put Chris Paul out there. So it's going to be interesting to see which of those two uh, philosophies ends up winning out over the course of this particular season. Dude, like I said, man, I uh, – dude, and it's so funny. You said uh, Brooke Lopez, he's number seven. Rudy Gobert, eight on this list. Jarrett Allen. Jarrett Allen? Nine and then right. and then Miles Turner ten, dude. So there you go. Man. And and truthfully, Walker Kessler's probably better than the last couple you put up there. Wow. At uh, least at least what he does for his team. Put it uh, that way. You're right. Well, dude, I can't okay, here's the one now. If you'd ask me, center DeAndre Ayton is a player, but they got him twelve on his on this list. Dude, he's better than half those players I just mentioned, isn't he? Isn't he? It potentially, yes. Wow. You know, Aiton is, it reminds me of, and, and I hate to put it because I loved him, the, the center I played with in high school. He was just this big kind of teddy bear guy. He was really nice and soft-spoken. And he just was, you know, didn't ever get mad. And he never really played strong. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like to shoot jump shots and, you know. And uh, I got him mad one time, and he scored 30 <laughs> points and a half. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, oh, and, yeah. the, and and DeAndre's like that. DeAndre Aiden's like that. He's got all the – everything's right there, the entire package. He can move. He can defend. He can shoot. He's got some moves around the basket. But whatever it is, is missing in his particular instance. Wow. Well, uh, I tell you what, we looked at it from the Clippers' side. You said that you think it's going to improve them a little bit, dude. What is it, honestly and realistically, what does this do for the 76ers, dude? I just, I don't see. I think it helps them. Okay. Well, and, and, I think and, it how, helps them. and how? I think that addition by subtraction thing. Okay. I think, I think number one, the distraction of being asked about it over and over and over. Because look, you know me well enough to know that if I was in a situation like right after you left the free press yeah. in that particular world, and let's pretend that it was not a great situation when you left, right? Well, pretend I, it wasn't a great situation? <laughs> just, you know, yeah. hypothetically. <laughs> and so, that, I got to ask, did you do air quotes there when you said hypothetically? <laughs> well, I started to and realized nobody's around. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go ahead, dude. 
But but then let's pretend all that happened, and then I had to go answer questions to the press every day about <laughs> Brian Hanks' departure. Yeah. Now, how long do you think it would have been before I said something off the cuff? Uh, the second, you know the second interview. I think right, you'd have been exactly. good. You'd, I know Richard Clark well enough. Yes, I'm talking about you in the third person, but I know Richard Clark well enough to know you'd have been under control in the first one, man. I mean, you, you the first one, yes. Yeah. After that, though, after we <laughs> lost or something bad happened, it would have been game on, you know. And so I, that's the point I'm making is it help it will help all the other players, particularly Joey B, that he doesn't have to answer these questions. You know, they can now move on. They got. They don't have any real pieces coming back, but Covington and the, and and some of those guys are real players. You know what I mean. You can play them in the playoffs and not be panicking. So they got a little bit. I think they'll probably have to make another move if they want to be a real contender, particularly after watching Boston this year so far. So um, we'll see what happens. But I think they're better just okay. because of this, the lack of distraction. Well, I got to ask you about, and we we alluded to him a little bit earlier, but dude. Has Nick Batum absolutely squeezed every ounce of talent or every ounce of, I don't know if it's talent's the word I'm looking for here, but I tell you what, man, people, I thought he was washed up when he left Charlotte, what, six years ago or whenever it was, dude. <laughs> Didn't you? Honestly, now, and you, again, your ear, to the gra- is ear to, uh, your ear to the ground is much better than mine is, uh, but uh, when it comes to NBA, but dude, I really thought Nick Batum was washed when he left uh, Charlotte. And, dude, he has had a solid career, man, and made tens of millions of dollars. I mean, hey, uh, give credit where credit is due, man. Nick Batum has really done everything with – he's he's squ- kind of like what I like to say about Reggie, and you've said it yourself, too, about Reggie Bullock. Or I guess I should say Reggie Bullock Jr. now, but Reggie is that, uh, hey, you cannot say that kid has not squeezed out every ounce of uh, talent and every uh, whatever in the NBA. The same thing can be said about Nick Batum, can it? I would think so. I mean, he's been in the league since 2008. I don't know. I'm looking it up. You keep, know? keep going. I'm going to look him up. And and so, you know, he's played for a number of different teams, at least three that I can think of. But he kind of mailed it in in Charlotte. And uh, so we kind of all, particularly here where we got to see him a little bit, we kind of thought he was done. But then he kind of had a resurgence in, when he went to the Clippers. You know, they were playing some big playoff games. And he played in those games and played pretty well by, you know, by all accounts. So, uh, you know, you can't say he hadn't gotten every every little bit out of his body that he could get. Hold on. How much money has Nick Batum made in his career? I know people love when I do uh, Google searches on, uh, oh, I love Spot yeah, Rack. I, I know sure you're a big Spot Rack guy yourself, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, you know, you want to you want to really have your eyes open. Go in and look at, and it's not just the NBA; it's really all sports at this point. But go look at the salaries of guys you've never heard of that are making about I don't know ten million dollars a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are pictures in Major League Baseball. Me. That would depress me. More. Yeah, it really is kind of eye opening because I was doing the the look the other day because I was looking at cap space for some of these teams. Um, you know, that's, that's my, how I get enjoyment apparently. Um, oh, dear so, God. Oh, dear God. Are right. You, are you, no, no, no. Are you sitting down right now? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, he, he's making 11 million this year. Okay. 11.7 this season. Okay. See? But how much, guess how much he's made in his career 
to this point. Uh, and this is now this includes its twenty three twenty four season. I must say two hundred million, dude. Did you look that up or did you pull that no. up? Dude, no, I'm just guessing. A hundred and ninety nine point one million, dude. Look well, at I mean, you, you dude. Good lord, you gotta think dude. about how long he's been in the league, though. Dude, he played for I mean, Portland for seven years, man. Yeah, he's been in for what, 15? Is it 15 years? Dude, I, look at you, and you got it right, man. He started in 2008. 2008 was his so first do, season. So, do the math. If he made $10 million a year, you know, and some of those years he made more than that because he was actually good. Oh, dude, when he was you with know, the Hornets. He's his day yeah, now. Yeah, when he was with the Hornets, he made 24 and, uh, 20, 22, 24, and 23. Yeah, uh, that was terrible signing by the Hornets. <laughs> Typical Hornet front management. Well, on top of it, too, dude, after they traded him, he still – you're, you're going to love this. I know you love this kind of stuff. They traded him, what, in 20, or he ended up going – I don't know if he was traded. He ended up being signed by the Clippers. And uh, still, in 21-22, he made $8 million from the Hornets. Last year, the 22-23 season, dude, he made uh, the same thing, $8.8 million. Uh, so dude, how about that? You, you make 8.8 million from a team that you don't even play for anymore. Remember Jerry had that that. crazy, Uh, dude, isn't that crazy? Hey, Jerry had that. I remember Jerry's last season. I think his very last season, he's with the nets and he was there basically as almost an assistant coach kind of deal. And dude, he was being paid by three different teams, including, uh, the nets that year, dude, he was being paid by like the bucks. He was being paid by the bucks, the Hawks and the nets, (laughs) In one season, I mean, you talk about that's how you do it right there, dude. Why can't you and I do something like that, dude? Why? Hey, are you, uh, well, are you still being? Are you still being a lot of money. I was about to say, man, are you still being paid by the free press? <laughs> nah, I wish I was. Gannett owes me money, dude. They, I know that they owe a lot of us money, man. Uh, don't yeah. make, don't make me go down the road of. Yeah, we uh, we're not going down that yeah, road. I'm uh, in a good mood. Today, yeah, so. I am too. I am too. Okay, dude, we cannot. Absolutely cannot. Go. Oh, I'll tell you what. Anything else about that trade that you want to talk about? Because no, I no, got to get good. a couple minutes of Dwight Howard talk out of you, dude. And, <sighs> dude, no, 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 no. And I'm not going to do it in a, what, in an egregious way, but just, you know, I, here's what I'm going to say, man. And I've never, I was never a fan of him, man. I mean, I, I just, I never no. was. He, he always seemed kind of slimy to me anyway. But you know who called this, don't you? Who? Kobe Bryant. Don't you remember Kobe? Oh yeah, uh, talking about the cancer that he was on the team, and he was out about it. I mean, he just yep. said, you know, listen, and and that's what I mean when I say what I say about Harden. Yeah, and and Harden's not as bad as 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 uh, Dwight Howard. How, Howard's been like that from day one. Oh yeah, he he is literally the typical. If you were to look it up in the dictionary of you know diva athlete, spoiled athlete, whatever you want to call it, he's that person. He's been like that from day one. Um, I've never been a fan. Uh, and the rumors of his personal life, I guess is yeah. the best way to say it, appear to be true. Well, We've been, me and you have been hearing that yep. for a long time. And let me clearly say what I'm going to say, and I know you, Richard Clark, you're going to back me up on this 1,000%. I don't give a crap about your personal life. What I mean is, dude, if you you do you, you know, I mean, if you right. are who you are, you be who you are. But but be you, you know, and don't be 100%. a slime ball. Don't be a slime ball. And I'm telling you, man, uh, I sent you that link yesterday, and uh, yeah, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to link it. Did you read it? Yeah. Good. Not a good look. Lord, dude, not a good look. That's about the absolute yeah. nicest thing you could have said there, Rich. But 
Yeah, I, like I said, I've never been a fan of his. And, you know, it, it's about what I – you know why I don't like him? It, and, you know, people are going to laugh at this. I don't like him because he doesn't respect the game. Well, what and, that, that was know. what Kobe said, dude. You sound just yeah. like Kobe. Yeah, he could you know. he could not stand him because he had him on the team. He thought he was he thought Dwight Howard as all of us did. I know I did. Look, I can't speak look. for you, but I thought Dwight Howard would be the final piece to another Lakers. He should have been. He should have been one of the best centers to ever play. He had all the gifts, but he wasted them doing Dwight Howard stuff. Uh, you know, and look, let me let me be clear on this. One of the things that, from my personal uh, career standpoint is this. I've, I've found that people don't like when their identity is something. And this particular, my particular case, we work with a lot of people that thought they were graphic designers or artists <laughs> slash artists, right? Yeah. And you, you know, <laughs> and you know that I don't really care. I just happen to be good at it. It's not like I did a bunch of stuff to get good. You know, some people taught me some stuff. And I just happen to be good at it. Well, to those people, they hate me, right? Because I don't live and breathe it the way they do. And so that's why I understand what Kobe's saying. Kobe lived and breathed basketball. And Dwight Howard did not. But you can have a certain amount of respect for the game, and he didn't. Uh, and that's why I think a lot of the true blues are, were out on Dwight Howard from the beginning. Well, I was not. I got to admit, man, I uh... – I thought he, you know, when he started with Orlando and I mean, dude, he was just chiseled. That's the thing I remember the most. I remember saying to somebody, hell, it was probably to you, dude, that, uh, you remember when David Robinson came into the league, man, yeah. David Robinson was just, I mean, just chiseled, I guess is the best way to put it. And I wondered how can someone with, this is going to sound ridiculous. You probably even mocked me before, but I was like, how can somebody with that many muscles be that right. good of a basketball player, you know, and I felt the same way about Dwight Howard and, but you know, Dwight Howard seemed like this, uh, you know, this bigger than life character. I got to admit, you know, uh, listen, Tina loved him. She became an Orlando fan because of Dwight Howard. We went and saw a, an Orlando Charlotte playoff game because she wanted to go see Dwight Howard play in the playoffs. And it just wow. turns out exactly, dude. I'm telling you. Then it just turns out, man. He was just a fraud. Well, uh, I'll say this: when I get my mandatory trip to the gates before they send me to where I'm really going, <laughs> I, I'll I'll holler at Tina and laugh in her face for liking <laughs> Dwight Howard. <laughs> dude, no. I mean, she did. Oh, dude, there was no. In fact, I'm trying to remember. I think I bought her a Howard jersey, dude. Oh, that good gosh. I am not joking, dude. I am not joking whatsoever. Anyway, but it just turns out he was a fraud. Listen, I, we're not. I'm not even going to put a link up on this. Uh, go look it up for yourself. But basically, yeah, the, dude, the only thing, I, he's a rapist. I mean, he's just, yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, he's not a good guy. It's not great. It's uh, not great at all. Anyway, dude, I got it. It's sad. Well, as we're reaching the end of our first hour here, uh, just got to, dude, I, I will switch lanes, man. You're Cowboys, man. They're back. No, they're not. No, they're not. I was waiting, you for, know, you to, I was waiting for you not. to, like, curse me when I said that. If you really watch that game, the Rams literally just fell asleep for, like, four minutes of football time. When it was 10-3, to 3, Parsons gets that get the, uh, sack. The next play, he throws that pick six to Matthew Stafford. That wasn't even close. You know what I mean? It's not like we made a play 
I guess he caught it, but it was five yards behind the receiver. Yeah. He runs it in for a touchdown. They get the ball back. Parsons get the, gets the sack on third down and short. And now they got a punt. We blocked the punt out the end zone. They punt. Uh, instead of kickoff, we run it back to the 11. Next play, Dak throws a touchdown. And now we're up 20-something to three. And the game was over. Like, boom. Yeah. And we didn't really do anything. It was really just the Rams falling apart. And it led me to this. Has there not been some really bad football this year in the league? Oh, it's been absolutely terrible. The quarterback play is atrocious. There are no quarterbacks in the league right now, dude. I mean, it's like I when Patrick no, 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 no. When Patrick Mahomes can struggle, dude, in Denver, who gave up seventy points earlier this year to Tua and the Miami Dolphins, dude, I just I don't get the the NFL. Has it ever been this bad? I'm sure it has. We just don't remember, um, but I'm sure it has because the quarterback plays the thing. And like we we talked about last time, and you kind of mocked me at first until you started thinking about it, when I said Dak is a top six or eight quarterback. Well, do the math. Look, I, I am a Dak defender only because I've been on the quarterback carousel before with the likes of Ryan Leaf and Drew Henson. So you got to take – if you've got somebody above average, you've got to keep it. But look around the league. I mean, Burrow and and Allen and Mahomes, but who else? Okay, Jalen Hurts, Dak maybe. But after that, man, you start getting into the Herberts. Well, what's Herbert done? I mean, looks good on on a film, on an advertisement. But what's he actually done? No, no, you're absolutely right, dude. It's just been it's been uh, a crazy season. That's and, and Tua. I mean, you know, you and I both know he's probably not going to make it through the season. Uh, I hope you're wrong, though, dude. On that one, I, I do too. Yeah. I like Tua. I do. I like Tua. I think you know he's had a, a long way to go and uh, dealt with some things. You know, especially with that Alabama situation. Um, you know, by the way, we certainly give college coaches a pass for not playing the right quarterback, don't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. We don't even we don't even mention it. Like it never comes up. I mean, how's it never come up that Lloyd Carr never played Tom Brady in front of Drew Henson? Or, you know, <laughs> some of that kind of type stuff. Uh, it, and look it at all goes, yeah, it all goes into the recruiting and everything. Dude, I hate to do this, man. We are Yeah, we gotta go. And I and I've got my uh, I've got some ghost hunters in here, man, for our Halloween uh, <laughs> yeah, episode. yeah. How about that? Say, hello, say hello to Melissa Wynn. She's in here with me right now. Hey, Melissa, don't don't bring them around me. Don't bring any ghosts around me. <laughs> no I'm gonna go throw. I'm going to throw salt on the floor now. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Rich, thank you so much, buddy. Thanks for having. Me. See you there. Uh, that'll wrap up our first hour of the Brian Hanks Show. That you heard what I just said there, Melissa Wynn, uh, Tracy Taylor, going to be joining us here uh, in our second hour. It's Halloween, and we're going to be talking all about that here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.